I know I said new episodes do not come out until July 5th, but here we are. Rest in peace, Ahmaud Arbery. Rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. And rest in peace to George Floyd. I've been very emotional working through the reality of what's really going on. I keep getting sucked back into social media because I want to stay informed and I want to share resources. In reality, I should probably step back and refuel myself to continue helping in the ways I know how. It is not normal to hear and see black people be murdered by racist Americans on social media so frequently. It is not normal to see black people be treated so carelessly in the street while just trying to let out frustrations. We're watching our community be disproportionately affected by COVID-19 and police brutality, and we're still expected to show up 100% every day. How many more hashtags? Black Lives Matter? How many more families ripped apart by the senseless violence? When is it going to end? We can't wait anymore. As we know, over the last two weeks, people have been rioting across the country, protesting the death of George Floyd. A video surfaced last week on social media that showed a cop, a police officer, kneeling on George Floyd's neck, suffocating him and ultimately killing him. Immediately after the death, the officers were fired, but they were not arrested. And protests broke out because this is obvious. It was obvious murder. And again, it was looking like another cop was going to get away. Over the week, we saw Derek Chauvin arrested for manslaughter and murder in the third degree. Then after that, the update was that the rest of the cops got arrested. The other three cops that were also kneeling on him on were arrested and his murder charge was raised to the second degree. It is really heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking to constantly have to follow these stories. It is really heartbreaking to constantly have to worry about what is it going to be me next. But that comes with black skin. That comes with black culture. And despite the struggle, trust me, I choose being black every single time. There is not a time I would choose to be any other race. But there's, there's an obvious problem here, and it's been a problem here for a long time. The murders of innocent, unarmed black people in America runs deeper than your average racist is willing to admit. White people refuse to acknowledge that this country is built on the backs of black people. There's no clothes, there's no technology, there's no modern America without black people. What angers white people the most is that despite all the barriers... They know that they set up, despite the red taping, mass incarceration, war on drugs, burning down of Black Wall Street, Black people have found a way to thrive in this country. They cannot stand seeing Princeton have the first Black valedictorian. Congratulations to Nicholas Johnson. They hate seeing Black people sitting next to them in the Senate. Kamala Harris, Cory Booker. They cannot stand that Black people feel empowered and want to have a voice, so they try to eradicate us. And that process, that eradication process, that genocide, that murder is actually built into the system, the criminal justice system. They do it by continually weaponizing white people, continually weaponize the police against black people. We saw this in another video that came out last week. Amy Cooper walking in the park, Central Park with her dog, not on a leash. She was asked politely by Christian Cooper 
a photographer in NYC who frequents that park, so he understands that dogs need to be on the leash, asked her to follow the park rule, and what did she do? She felt so... She was so shocked, she was appalled that a black person had the audacity to ask her to do the right thing. And she called the police, put on the theatrics, and wanted what happened to George Floyd to happen to Christian Cooper. Just because in her head, he had the audacity to correct a white woman. White people ignore the systematic oppression, not only within the criminal justice system, but in corporate America, in healthcare, in education in America. They try to erase our history in the books and tell us that we should be grateful for how far we've come. But how far have we really come if 2020 looks exactly like 1960? We are currently living in history, but I really want change. I want change for my children. I want change for my younger siblings. I want change for my younger family members. But something that I'm also grappling with is that will I see change in my lifetime? And if I'm not personally going to see change in my lifetime, I definitely need to be part of my children seeing change. I definitely need to be an active part of that. And that's what's really been keeping me roped into social media because I want to know how I can help at all times. But it is taking a toll on me because I'm also fighting trying to get the coronavirus. And it seems like black people can't even get a break. I know the people who are social distancing and they're staying inside are feeling like, damn, there has there's something else. Like really during this time, I can't just focus on not getting sick. Because the coronavirus is disproportionately affecting the African-American community. Like I just mentioned, the same system that enables cops is the same system that's running healthcare and education in America. Black people take up 13% of the U.S. population, but they also take up 24% of coronavirus deaths in America. And on top of that, everything they placed, they said, okay, if all that doesn't work, racism, we're going to use racism to take them out. And it's hard. And, and I, it's like we can't get a break. I want to really mention Breonna Taylor and the fact that black women murdered by police officers is often overlooked. Is often overlooked. Yeah, black woman in America is to be unseen and unheard. It's like your experience does not happen. Everybody invalidates it. So it's really scary being a black woman for me right now in this time where it's like, I don't know. I have to be prepared on all fronts. I have to be prepared for for attacks from every single race and every single person. And if I'm murdered and if I'm killed, my story may never, will most likely not make mainstream media. I watched a video of them drag Sandra Bland, dragged her into the prison with no regard, like she was fucking groceries. And it's disgusting to watch, and you feel so unsafe, and you always feel on guard as a black woman in this country. And then they kill us in hospitals, right? Black women are more likely to die after childbirth. You know what, woman? Like, think about it. How far has healthcare really come? How far has everything really come if we're still dying? If it's not intentional, right? That's what I'm saying. We're all we're claiming that we've had so many technological advances in American healthcare and that we're the premier healthcare, but how great of healthcare do we really have if black people are still dying after labor? It can't be that good unless you're intentionally killing us. And it is that good, but you're intentionally killing us. You know, 
Schools in low-income communities don't even have books, but the cops that police those communities, they have shields, they have automatic weapons, they have tear gas, they have guns. How are you going to send a kid to a school and before he even gets to the school, he's pat down, he walks through a metal detector just to go inside to get no books, no pencils, no resources. What the hell is he coming to school for? If you take an African-American studies class in, in college, we learn about these and we, and we learn what really it all is all about. Black history in America in the public school system is whitewashed. Whitewashed. I know that black students in America in the North are not getting their education. I'm hearing what they're saying about everything that happens. They don't know anything about black history. So I can only imagine the black students in the South. That's how you get dumbass influencers not saying anything about the Black Lives Matter movement. That's how you get people just appreciating our culture and not writing for our culture. White people treat black people as somewhere to come. They come and they take our resources and they leave. They come and take our style and they leave. During this whole, the midst of all of this, I've really been watching what companies, what influencers actually step up and try to make a difference or try to to be a part of the movement. I really do because to me it's important where I put my money. As someone who's, who's often influenced by influencers, I need to know where I'm putting my money. And I'm definitely not putting it behind anybody who can't even speak up for someone who looks like me in a time like this. In a time where there's... You know, this is my little also, this is my little conspiracy theory. I feel like sometimes when these Black Lives Matter movements happen and they get really big on social media, people wait for them to die down before they talk about it or people wait for them to die down so that no one knows that they um, didn't say anything about it. This movement and protest has happened in 50 states, all 50 states across America and in 18 different countries. This is the biggest civil rights protest in world history, in world history, and people are not getting people. You're seeing seeing people's true colors. My thing with this, I completely understand that this George Floyd situation is hard. It's difficult for people to process. But influencers, y'all on social media all day begging for our dollars, begging for us to use your coupon codes, begging us for you to use your de- discount codes, begging us to buy whatever you promote, and you can't use your Instagram to promote justice social justice you can't get my money i'm sorry that means you think money is way more important than the black lives and i can't fuck with that and it really hurts when it's a black person too i'm gonna specifically shout out b simone because i saw her response to everything and she didn't say much about the about everything that's going on and i want to say to her response she very well could be donating in private people definitely are donating in private but you have a huge platform and there's a huge movement going on right now that people are a part of and you're not even using your huge platform to bring attention to what's going on blackout tuesday black box blackout tuesday hashtag it's like people are making it so easy to, at least you can be faking it. You can be faking looking like you're doing the part at this point. People are making it so easy, but people are still showing their coonery. 
people are still showing their kunui loud and clear. And I'm sure I'm happy now though because I know who to support and who's not. I'm at a point where I'm ready to put my money where my mouth is. I will take my money out of my white ass bank and throw it into a black bank. I want a black cosmetologist. I want a black esthetician. I want a black OBGYN, a black doctor. I mean, I like my Indian doctor, but I want to support everybody black. I'm rooting for everybody black. And that's where I'm at right now. I don't I don't have time to spend my money with coons. I don't have time to spend my money with racists. Signing petitions. I'm spreading awareness the best way I know how to do. And I am taking my money out of the white corporations and throwing it into everything black. If you have a startup, let me know. Throw it into everything black. If anything I can invest in, let me know because that's what I'm doing. Now, I'm tired of helping white people continue. The gap is so big that they literally think that it's okay for us to be murdered under the knee of a cop on video. And they think that their business means more. Their money means more. And I want to urge you guys that there's going to be a point in this long fight for equality that we all, as a whole, have to put our money where our mouth is and be ready for that time. There's there's going to be time where we're going to have to Montgomery bus boycott their asses and do something like that, right? We're going to have to choose. And my, I'm... But my, my heart has been really, really heavy and I really have wanted to come and share my thoughts and kind of some mental health tips that I've been working on um, just to make me stay more sane during this time. So let's get into the, so like I acknowledged before, we are going through it. Black people are going through it and we're just trying to survive in this country at this time. But I have found that it's very, very important for me during this time to prioritize my social media is a lot. The news is a lot. Having to still go to work is a lot. But I'm just trying to get through it the best way I know how. So what I've done, I deleted my social media. This is Thursday. I'm recording on Thursday. I deleted my social media on Monday. And I've just been wanting to sit down and collect my thoughts to record an episode and to get back into focusing on the different especially because like I mentioned before, I'm doing my part. And so I definitely don't feel guilty um, about not tapping through different resources because I definitely use the resources and I made a link tree. You can find the link tree on my podcast page and my regular page, find the places that I donate to. So I donated to and I signed a petition for change.org, which was change.org slash raise the degree. That was when Derek Chauvin's Charges were third degree murder, manslaughter, but now they're second degree. I also donated to the Say Her Name campaign, which brings light to police brutality against African American women. And I donated to the Louisiana bailout so that the people protesting Breonna Taylor's death, those people who are arrested, can be bailed out of jail. So those are the three that I tagged. If you literally do not know where else to go and donate, if you're overwhelmed by everything that's on the social media pages, Click on the link tree, choose what you want to donate to, donate to all three. Well, now I should hang out the Derek Chauvin one because that one had that degree has been raised, but donate to the both of the other causes. So I want to take this time. I want to take this time for us to take a minute, a moment of silence, a moment of stillness for those people who have lost their lives to police brutality and police murder in America. I want us to take a silence for any stress that you're feeling right now. I want you guys to take a moment for any conflicting feelings you're feeling right now and just sit and be still within yourself. 
and we'll just take a couple of seconds to breathe. Everything will be okay. So I don't know how many of you guys out there have been able to really take a minute and rest, but if you haven't, I hope that taking that time right there was helpful for you. And I hope that you understand the importance of really just taking care of yourself during this time. Fill yourself up. You're a cup. You're a cup. An empty cup can't pour anything else into an empty cup. Fill yourself up. Pour yourself into this protest. Pour yourself into this movement. And then go back to filling yourself up. So I know talking about this and the mental health aspect of everything going on, I am going to actually record an episode. But one of the biggest things for me um, that I had to do was bring up this. It was important to me because I, like I said before, I'm watching the people and the influencers who are not speaking up about this. And so, and I'm doing my best to promote on social media with everything going on. Why would I promote so hard on social media and then not take it to my workplace? Those are people who I directly talk to, who I directly affect. And everyone's workplace is different. But for me, I was not going to let it be an elephant in the room, especially because I'm the only black woman at the senior level on my job. Uh, and then I'm one in three in the entire agency, but we work at a non-for-profit and it's pretty small. So we're able to get communication out pretty easily. So I told myself I'm going to wait for this Wednesday staff meeting. I'm going to sit, but, but I have to bring this up because it's just too much. It can't be ignored any longer. So we get the staff meeting. Staff meeting goes, the, it starts to end. And a Latina woman at my job actually brings up and updates us about the charges. Amazing. Great to hear. Um, when she started to talk, she and another staff member who was actually black too was asking like, what is the best way that we could educate the youth we work with about what's going on? So that's when I stepped in. I was like, okay, so amazing. I have felt that this was really important to talk about because this, and I shared my opinion on it. I shared all the resources that I'll send. And after the meeting, um, they were grateful for the help that I, that I, extended but there was one woman who looked like she really wasn't trying to hear it but I didn't really care because the whole point is to speak and be heard whether people are going to take your advice that's up to them so I spoke I was heard I sent the email out to everybody who I work with with movies to watch places to donate books to read to better educate yourself on this and so you can communicate it better to other people and they were accepting of the they were accepting of it I actually brought it up on Monday to my supervisor personally and she asked that I bring it up in staff meeting to everybody because um, she as a white woman was wanting better wanting to understand how to help and how to discuss the topic so I, I also understand that there are black people who will feel with different ways about it there are black people who don't care to hear about the white opinion there are black people who don't care about white people helping the movement and then there are black people who are like okay let me find some more allies I am someone who needs to find some more allies because I understand that you know, I'm going to donate my money, but if you can donate yours, you can donate yours. Whether it's genuine or not, that money's real. That's how I feel about it. So, in my opinion, I didn't 
mind having the conversation and I open myself up to having the conversation. And don't feel guilty for taking time away. So besides self-care, obviously, mental health. I'm really big on mental health in the Black community. And there are a bunch of pages that I follow to get tips on how to, you know, how to be mentally strong during this time. So y'all know I love therapy for Black girls. Dr. Joy Harden Bradford is amazing with the content she puts out all the content she puts out is relevant all the content she puts out is you know super is helpful for us during this time so please check out her page on instagram i really want you guys to also follow black mental health matters on instagram transparent black girl on instagram as well there are so many different sources on instagram that provides you with the information you need to take care of your mental health during this time. And I'm going to even be trying to post more of the information on my podcast page so you have somewhere to go and get that information. Um, I know it's coronavirus, but if you have been considering therapy, online therapy is now easier to a- it's easier to access now than ever. There, um, I'm going to post different ways and different places to find therapists online, black therapists online, in the podcast bio. So please look in the bio of this episode and get the information that you need. I'm also going to tag the social media pages. Take time off of social media. I'm going to say it again. There's a lot going on. And it seems like I was walking around my house with like my phone was in my eyes and my jaw was clenched and my shoulders were up and my head was hurting. And I just needed all my body to calm down and everything to just lower and relax and not feel guilty about it. Because I have protested, I have social distance, I have donated, I feel good about my contribution to this cause. I don't need to mentally abuse myself with these images, especially if I know I'm a hypersensitive person. So I want you guys to remember that these images that we're seeing, they're real, but they're graphic, and they can be traumatizing for people of any age. Rest in peace to anybody who has died at the hands of this horrible unlawful unconstitutional system there is not going to be any change until the whole system is changed i want america to understand that people are not going to be happy until the system is changed we're done getting the scraps that you guys are provide that you guys want to give us and make us feel like okay for everything it's not okay we want more and we're not going to stop until everything is fully changed and i am proud i'm gonna I'm pull up Rihanna said, pull up. I'm going to pull up for my justice. And that's what it is. Let's get into the daily devotional. So I chose today's daily devotional to be that uh, link because as a community, we are going through a lot. And even after all this is done, coronavirus is done and the pandemic is over, we are just going to need so much healing. So if you're going to be taking my advice and getting off social media for a while and you just need to heal your body, heal yourself, um, this devotional is for you. So a prayer for healing. At every moment of our existence, you are present to us, God, in gentle compassion. Help us to be present to one another so that our presence may be strength that heals the wounds of time. And give hope that is for all persons through Jesus, our compassionate brother. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Be Bold Podcast. Black people, take care of yourself. Please say her name, Brianna Taylor, Sandra Bland, and the countless other black women murdered at the hands of police. When we say Black Lives Matter, I want you guys to understand that all Black Lives Matter, men, women, gay, 
trans, your life matters too. We're all in this together and we're stronger. You guys take care of yourself, guys.